about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshigma, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. Exodus chapter 3 in verse 1 he says now Moses was tending the flocks of Jethro his father-in-law the priest of Midian and he led the flocks to the back of the desert and came to Horeb the mountain of God and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of the bush so he looked and behold the bush was burning with fire but the bush was not consumed then Moses said I will now Turn aside and see this great sign why the bush does not burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God calls to him. So if you don't turn aside to look at what God is doing, he can't call you. He says he called him from the midst of the bush. He said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take the sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face for he was afraid to look upon God. And, and the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmaster, for I know their sorrow. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good land and a large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Kittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Havites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me and I have seen the oppression which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now therefore and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? So he said, I will certainly be with you. God is going to be with you in 2020. He said, I will certainly be with you. And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you when you have brought the people out of Egypt for you shall serve the God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The Lord God of your father sent me. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God says to Moses, I am who I am. And he says, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. I'm going to quickly say some things because we've got quite a lot of things to cover. We see here, as it is applicable to most of us, a different Moses from the one that was in the land of Egypt. We see a Moses that had his feeling and his life dampened and bruised by the decades of isolation and non-progress. We, we, we see a Moses who was confronted with a challenge and a task that had a conflict on two ways. 
there was an internal conflict and there was an external conflict. The internal conflict was he felt incapable. He felt unqualified. Moses' excuse was, who am I that I should take on a task? He was only a simple shepherd. Only a simple man for 40 years he had worked as a shepherd in Midian, uh, a desert land far removed from the centers of government and the affairs of state. So there was an internal conflict. Why me? Who am I? But then there was also an external conflict with the message in that he felt that people were ignorant of the God who you're speaking to me about. He was, people would be skeptical of God's power to truly help them. Why? Because the people of Israel had been enslaved and tortured for almost 400 years and in their minds, no God has ever showed any interest in them. Not enough to hear their cries for help and not enough to save and deliver them. He felt the people would question his call. As I don't want to rush this and I'll pick this up on Sunday, the question will always arise as you walk into 2020. And the question will be, who am I? Who am I will arise when there is no trace of personal success. Gideon in the book of Judges chapter 6, 12 to 13, he says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all these things happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our father told us about? Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? Now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. So the question is, you will always question God. Who am I? Because I can't trace any personal success. Many people came out here. A white dog came out here and says, Has God been good to you? And people said, Yeah, but somehow in the recesses of your mind, maybe many people can't really comprehend. Has God really been good to me? Because over the last decades, it's kind of a repetition of the same thing. Who am I will always arise where there's a repetition of the subordinary in your life that change is highly remote. Who am I will always arise when we are so used to the ordinary that the extraordinary is foreign. Who am I will always arise when we let people and circumstances define who you are. Who am I will always arise when People have said things to you. Old habits are still there. Your boss, your teacher in school, your friend, your family have spoken to you that you are not able, you're not capable, you can't do what you need to do. Who am I will always arise when some people define themselves and identify themselves by the riches that they have. This is just the introduction. This is the introduction of who am I, uh, of I am to Moses. But listen to this. And let me quickly say this. There will always be a who am I before I am that I am. <laughs> the first thing God wants to say to us as we step into a new decade is to challenge who you are. 
There are a lot of nuggets that the comedian gave was so serious that although we were laughing, but it had some deep roots and deep-seated uh, challenges in our lives. Because before God said to him, I am that I am, there will always be, who am I? I don't know what is going to happen in 2020. I don't know. And I'm not even looking at 2020. I'm looking at an entire decade. Oh God. If I look at my age, I know what I'm going to be in the end of the next decade. If I look at my son, I know where he's going to be in the next decade. Some of you, your children are going to marry in the next decade. If you look back at the last decade, you, you find yourself where you are. I told my wife, where was worship tabernacle? Ten years ago, 2019, we were in the Marriott Hotel. It could accommodate us. We didn't even know where we were going. We had a building that they were they hadn't given, they had not yet given to us. But in 2019, we looked into, uh, 20, 2009, we looked into the next decade. We prophesied into the next decade. And when we prophesied into the next decade, the next decade heard our voice. If some of you stand up and look right behind you and look on the other side, we can say in this decade that the Lord is good and His mercies endure it forever. But when we stepped into 20, 2010, who am I? came to our minds. As a church, I had no idea how we're going to traverse the decade. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? But the first thing God wants to challenge everyone quickly is that he wants to know and say to you, you are capable of handling the next 10 years. Let me give you another answer God gave in the book of Judges 6, 14 to 16. He says, then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, Oh Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to somebody today, John, James, Matthew, Tunde. <laughs> He's also saying to Tunde that they may not recognize your name in Microsoft Word, but your name is written in the annals of heaven. Uh, your, your, your name may be foreign, but they will know how to pronounce your name when it comes to your time. Uh, Microsoft Office doesn't need to know your name. They will know your name by the one who has your name written in the annals of your life. He, he says, and the Lord says, I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. If you don't allow him to challenge and defeat the last decade, he cannot be the I am for the new decade. Don't define yourself based on the last decade. God wants to use you. And the way he wants to use you is he wants to know that are you willing to let the last decade go as you step into the new decade. Don't walk into your tomorrow by yesterday's definition. So God first introduced himself in the introduction of I am. And then let me close. Then God showed him the function of I am. There was the introduction and there was the function of I am. First of all, God says I am. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me as I close. 
Because it's a short sermon. I'll pick this up later. God says, I am. The word means I exist. I am the only living, true God. The God that truly exists. The God who we serve and worship. And listen to me. He said, I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac. I'm the God of Jacob. But no matter what faith. Whether Christianity, whether Buddhism, whether Islam, whether Judaism, whether Hinduism, or some other type of religion that is less known, before any other part of theology or doctrine can ever be discussed, the doctrine of God must be established. You see, if there was no God, then what else is there to discuss? There is a God. There is a God. You may not know him tonight, but I will introduce you to him. He is called I am. The phrase I am, and this is where I'm going to. The phrase I am, he says, I am who I am. Uh, it, it, can I say this quickly? Follow me for, for five minutes. The phrase I am in, three, in Exodus 3.14 is notoriously difficult to translate in Hebrew. In Hebrew, it means Eyasa Asa Eya. Eya Asa Eya. Eya Asa Eya. In the middle is a particle connecting the two verbs. Uh, can I have three guys who have that, who's wearing the, can I have three uh, gentlemen? Yeah, 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 so. Move closer to me because I don't want to get oh yes. So he says I you, join them, join. He says, I am who I am. He had to repeat himself twice. I am and the joining word is what? Who I am. Eya asa eya. And for the first time when you study theology. Nobody agrees to what the real interpretation is. But one thing everyone has who? <laughs> I am, remember the one in the middle is who? I am who? I am that. I am because I am. This has different connotations. I am who I am. I am because I am. I am what I am. It is not a controversy. And that's why God had to introduce himself like, I'm not going to tell you about what I can do. I'm going to tell you about who I am. Somebody needs to get this. Uh, 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 uh. The Hebrew word for I am, which comes from the root word, Hava, in essence is the same word as Yahweh. Yahweh who Yahweh. I'm going to get this together. So, the word I am is in the imperfect tense. Which in Hebrew means ambiguity and flexibility. Uh, so, you could translate it as I am, I was, or I will be. Listen to me. There are nine different connotations towards that. Just going to give you a few. So the first one says, I am who I am. 
I will be who I will be. I was who I was. I am who I was. <laughs> God so much said that whatever you want me to be, I am. I am not what anyone calls me. I am who I am. I was who I was. I will be who I will be. I am who I was. That any kind of thing that you need, I am to you. Meaning, I am the first and I'm the last. I'm the beginning and I'm the end. I was before you were born, I will be after. Your mother didn't conceive you, your father didn't know about you. Before they conceived you, I am. After they have conceived you, I am. When they neglected you, I am. When they didn't say hello to you, I am. When they didn't bring you up, I am. That there is no other father or mother, I am. When your mom forsake, forsook you, I am. When your boyfriend left you alone just before Christmas, I am. Meaning, God said to him, I do not have an identity crisis. <laughs> he asked the question, who are you? Who should I say to them? And he just said, say to them, I am. Hey, you walk up to someone and say, what's your name? I am. Huh? I am what? That's the question. And then, tell me your name. He says, I am. What's your surname? Who I am. <laughs> And, and then, do you realize that we name children according to the things that talk on our hearts? Are you following what I'm saying? We name children Shekinah. Because it talks on our hearts. And whenever you call the name Shekinah, you may not know the meaning, but you're calling the meaning of the name. That's why you should be careful about these These manufactured names, combined names that you have no idea about. <laughs> and, and God quotes his name from Yahweh. He used Yahweh and Jehovah, put it together and says, I am who I am. The who is the most important thing because I can be to you whatever you want me to be. I, I am going to lead you beside the still waters. In 2020, I am going to turn 2019 and the decade all around because I am. I, I don't have an identity crisis. I don't need an argument. I am the God of Israel. I made the heaven and earth. If you don't know who I am, let me introduce myself to you. I'm going to introduce myself to you first before I introduce you to your world. Ah, ah, because when I introduce myself to you, when you get into the world, you will not have an identity crisis. Because you will know that I am is backing you. And you know what? You guys keep pushing me. Everywhere I go, it is the I am that is sending you. Because when the I am backs you up, nobody else can stop you. When the I am backs you up, he will make a way where there seems to be no way. When the I am backs you up, no one can intimidate you. 
And listen to me. When you walk into a job that you cannot deal with, I am will always back you up. When you walk into a relationship that you don't understand, I am will back you up. I love the song when it says double, double. I am who I am. God says I will give you double for any trouble that comes to you because I am who I am. And everywhere I go, I am follows me. Anywhere I move to, I am follows me. Even when there's no path, I am goes. And when they don't believe you, I am will back you up. I meet some guys right there at the back. Wherever you go in 2020, I am will back you up. I miss somebody on this side. Wherever you go in 2020, I am will back you up. Oh, I miss someone on this side. Wherever you go in 2020, I am who I am will back you up. It's not an argument. It is not an argument. Your promotion in 2020 depends on your identification, not your rejection. Your strength and power for greatness is when you're willing to move past the shadows of your past. Is anyone hearing what I'm saying? Rejection is no more your portion. Why did I say that? Because I am backs you up. You got to know this. And can I say this? That's the reason why we flooded this place with a t-shirt so you can keep seeing and hearing that your 2020 is no more about who I am. Your 2020 will be about I am who I am. I, I, I miss somebody here. I got to do this. You may have walked in, somebody invited you. You may have walked in here. You may have been bored. You may have walked in here. Your life is boring. Has been boring. Because Moses' life was boring. Nothing was going on with his life. You may have walked in here exhausted. You may have walked in here rejected. You may have walked in here because this is the only place you think you can go to right now. But, 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 but you, you're not going to walk in here the way you walked out. Because there's a burning bush in your life right now. Uh, I just missed someone. Uh, 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 God is saying to you, and you've got to listen to me. Whatever you've been doing in the past decade, he's not going to walk in the new decade. You need someone behind you that can push you. Someone that can hold on to you when everybody else has left you alone. You, 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 guys, if you've never known about my God, He is the way maker. He is the miracle worker. If you don't know about my God, He has the ability to turn water into wine. If you don't know about my God, He's a God that can bring honey out of the rock. He's the one that can bring water out of the rock. He's the one that says, I own the cattle upon a thousand hills. He's the one who says, I created heaven and earth. He's saying that your problem is so minimal to what I can do because I have a double barrel that can walk through any of your problems. I am who I am. And so I want you to walk into here your 2020, not depressed. Stand up, someone. 
Thank you guys. I want you to walk into 2020. I didn't have enough time, but I want you to walk into 2020 not depressed. I want you to follow your father. Do you know Jesus did exactly what his father did? When he came, he just says, I am who I am. And they said, who are you? He says, I am the bread of life. Hey, who are you? He says, I'm the light of the world. He says, who are you? He says, I am the good shepherd. He says, who are you? He says, I am the resurrection and life. I am who I am. Bow your heads for a second. This is the first thing I want to do. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.